gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Chomoshere. What's today? What the fuck is that? Today is social Q&A live episode Yonjin Iban. Episode 42. Konobangabewa. Boladojo.com. Haven't busted that one out in a while. Hope you guys are doing well. Let's get into today. I want to come in as fun and as friendly as possible because today is going to be an absolute cataclysm of all the mistakes you could make on a first date. It's going to be get dark. It's going to get raw. It's going to be very emotional. It's going to be very painful. But I wanna that's why I was just banging it out to the Pokemon theme song, uh Let's Be uh, uh Best Friends. Well the Let's Be Friends. I think it's just called Best Friends Forever, whatever it is. <laughs> but I'm trying to keep things as fun and as friendly and positive as possible this morning because I know it is going to get painful. I hope you guys are well. This whole idea of how not to go on your first date, I've got I've got a context, I've got a DM sent to me, which I have not seen levels of levels of what's even the right word it's not wrongness like wrongness is not the right word levels of such poor mindset and poor execution that i have not seen in years have not seen in literal years and that's what we're going to dive into today it's going to be a fire session in the comments i want all of you right now to say hi in the comment section drop a thumbs up on this to get shit started tell me where you're from tell me where you're watching from and let me say this, for my absolute beginners, if you're coming in here and you're an absolute beginner, you're going to need notepads for this. We're going to systematically break down all of the red flags, the mistakes uh, that this guy made in his first date, 
And then for my more experienced guys, you know, talking about I see skis up in here, I see T's up in here. If you're one of my clients as well, it's gonna, it's just gonna be a shake your head. It's gonna be a shake your head session. But I still want you tapped in. I still want you keyed in, and maybe helping out in the chat with a few guys that are not understanding why these are mistakes. And of course, I've got the answers. Of course, I've through the last ten years of experience, I am going to have a field day with today's topic. But I want as much engagement from you guys as possible. Is what I'm trying to say. Fuck yeah! So say hi to me, chat. It's going to be painful. As, uh, as I really start to settle down here, like I said, I was rocking it out to the Pokemon. Well, I'm gonna get, let me get the title. My best friends, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, hold on, actually, this would be well, good topic because I'll get the uh, yeah. It's called My Best Friends. It's uh, my favorite song from Pokemon. Anyways, let's go. So we got three. Uh, we got a few guys coming up in the chat here. Let me say say hey. We got Ski up in here saying, "How's it going, mate? Yep, yeah, mate, yeah." I'm feeling fresh, crisp. Just got out of the sauna. Just shaved my head. Barely made it here in time, but we're here now. We got T up in here. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well down there in Melbourne land. Uh, T, oh, that's, that reminds me. It's actually really good that you just popped into this chat ski because it reminds me to play an audio clip of Brian Taylor to set up this session. So that's good. Uh, T comes in saying, yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. That reminds me of like a car. Uh, what was the name of that fucking car, that red car that used to have a children's show? Cut Boris? I can't remember his name. Anyways. Good to see you here, T. Uh, Johnny Nguyen up in here saying, hey, I believe the term you're looking for is, ba- is back asswards. <laughs> yeah, it's a shit show, as we would say down here in Australia. Uh, an absolute balls up, as my UK friends would say. Uh, an absolute bollocksing. It's, today's session is just going to be real. It's going to be real. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, which you should be by now, uh, at Ui Tang one double Oi Tang one on my Instagram story this morning, I put up a short video, like three little short videos, which were a visual representation of how I reacted to this guy's DM. Now, should I read the DM out first? Yes, yes, I shall. I'll read out the DM first, then. And I know, I know you guys, it's, it's got to be, a, okay, I'll just, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to read out the DM first, then we will unpack it for what it is systematically. As humbly as possible, as positive as I can, we're going to get into the darkness, they're going to bring the light. So, And I'm, what am I doing right now? I'm doing this for me because I felt oh, so much pain. I felt so much pain in response when I saw this message, like physically. Okay. So here's the DM. I'm not even going to mention the country. I'm not even going to mention the country that he's from. I'm just going to call him G. So how not to first date. G sent me this uh, DM on Instagram last Friday saying, Dear Adam, I need your advice on my first ever date in my life, which I got thanks to Cold Approach. So I'm 21 years old and never been out on a date in my life. But thanks to last week's day game session, I got this girl's social media who was absolutely beautiful. I did excellent during the interaction, and when we met up... Hang on, let me say that again. I did excellent during the interaction and when we met up, comma. I asked her what she thought of me over text and whatnot. 
And she said that she liked how dominant I was over text. Now, the problem is, I could not maintain this frame of the alpha, which I did a good job of over text. And I could tell she loved it. But in person, I had the worst first date ever. Sorry, guys, I've got to take a pause here. For those who are on the podcast right now, you can't see that when I'm taking these silent pauses, I'm silently pausing because I'm having to cut my tongue. There have been so many red flags that have already popped up right now that it is, I'm finding it difficult to get through this message. I'm, at this point, I already, we already need to stop the message, like, but I won't. We'll continue. Okay, so he goes on to say, but in person, I had the worst first date ever. I took her to a bar and I was so socially uncalibrated and went blank a lot. I had no idea what to say. And this is weird because during day game, I usually can start stacking. And it ended up with me saying, let's play a game where I ask a question and she asks a question. But it led to short convos. And I was thinking about adding some sexual tension, but I couldn't do it. I was too intimidated by her for some reason. Like I was thinking, if I could barely have a fun convo, how would I get intimate with her? Question mark. Anyway, long story short, it was only an hour into the date and we left the bar. At the end, I realized I had nothing to lose, so I just said, in quotes, at what point of this date did you want to kiss me? End quotes. In brackets, with the cheeky smile, end brackets. And she said, she didn't feel the sexual chemistry, and it wasn't there. And looking back, I agree, it literally wasn't. She said we were too different, etc. Now granted, she could have been more dominant because she's 29 and I'm only 21. But I know if I had played my cards right, this would have been my first lay. That really hurts me. I feel a lot of pain. Mm, No, no. It's like now I'm smiling because of how much it stings. It hurts. It hurts how much that stings, what he just said. By the way, guys, I'm just realizing here that YouTube's telling me that the stream's current bitrate is not fast enough. Uh, Please let me know in the chat if the video is still working. Hopefully it's still good. But what just happened on the podcast, guys, is that when I just read that out, I literally just turned around and I just had to... I felt so much visceral frustration, anger, anger, Heat, heat, so much heat rise up from my belly up into my esophagus that I had to just literally walk away from the mic to allow that extreme emotional response to what he just said about if I had played my cards right, this would have been my first lay. Just even saying that again, it's like there's, there's something, there's something, it's, I, have to, I have to bottle it in, but I'm not... So let's, uh, this is not even the end of the message. 
Okay, Skeez just coming here saying that the video is good. Thank you, Skeez. Johnny Nguyen's also coming here saying that that's like five to six flags already. I feel your pain, mate, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I know, right? Okay, he goes on to say, after saying that this would have been my first lay, he goes on to say, for context, I am a virgin. To wrap it up, sure, I am proud I got on a date with a girl I'm very attracted to, but at the same time, I feel so disappointed that I didn't have an alpha frame and that I had been confident and more flirty like I was on text. This would have been a lay. It's like I'm smiling because of how of how much how how painful that is, of how deluded it is, of how disrespectful it is to her, to him, to the journey, to. Oh. Okay, finish the message though. I finish the message. You can see why I wanted to come in with as much positivity and fun off the get here, playing that playing that music and just smiling and laughing because now things have gotten real dark. Real dark. He goes on to say, your advice would be greatly appreciated and I do have some inner game problems with moderate to high levels of social anxiety, even with just everyday interactions. I day game five days a week and usually get five to 10 approaches, so around 25 to 50 approaches per week. Last thing I wanted to add, This all boils down to, is cold approach worth it if you don't have your life sorted in terms of lack of confidence, even in day-to-day life? Not good friends, social anxiety in normal situations, etc. That's the end of the initial message. A little saving grace there at the end, eh? But ridiculously dark. We've just gone down to the depths of the Marianas Trench and there is no light. There was like that last little bit was like a crack, a little komodo bee, a little cracking of light through the forest. However, I had to ask some questions just for a little bit of context for myself. I asked him what city he's from, so it gives me an idea. He is from a major metropolitan city. I'm not going to say which city it is. I'm not going to say what country. First world country, a major metropolitan city. Uh, he then goes on to say, I would. there's another thing I would like to add. To the line, that line of, in quotes, what part of this date did you want to kiss me, in quotes, was suggested suggested from James Tusk. But obviously, if the sexual chemistry was built up, I just said it anyway because I had nothing to lose. And I wanted to experiment with how the girl would react as I was very inexperienced. Another huge red flag. There's so many. Uh, Several. Just within what I just said there, there are several red flags. I hope you guys are ready for a session today. Johnny Nguyen's already come up in this chat already saying he's counted five or six, and that was only in the first half of the initial part of the message. There's probably been another at least six or seven since then. We're going to have to hierarchy stack the red flags in this message. I I might have to actually get a pen and paper, like for the first time ever, with how many... Issues there are with this guy's thought process, mentalities, his execution. Oh, man. 
So it's not even the end of the message. So let me finish the message. He goes on to say, after saying that, he wanted to experiment with a girl, how she would react as he was very inexperienced. He goes on to say, last bit of context, I've done 300 plus approaches and absolutely love the journey. I've come such a long way since I started in March 2020. I went from barely being able to make eye contact to stacking and flirting well in set. My only problem is dating. But I might be going too hard on myself as this was my first date. Looking forward to watching the video. I will be watching. And then goes on to say, sucks I can't tune in because I got to go to 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 work, but he'll watch afterwards. That is the end of the context and the beginning of what is going to be an absolute exorcism. I don't even, you know, I always say I don't even, for, for stories this extreme, for context this extreme, and this is real, like I... You think this is something that I would just I could you would make up. If you were to think of the hardest case you could think of, this would be there. You guys know through that through from my OGs who've been watching this podcast for the last 152 episodes. You would think that On the scale of 0 to 10 that I've always mentioned, which is a rough barometer of where I can place people based on the thousands and thousands of uh, different interactions, and of course, that I've had, but of guys that I've coached through and guys that have come across me in the journey, your individual context, uh, just over the last 10 years or so. Now, 0 to 10, 10 being an absolute natural, 0 being the hard case of all hard cases. The story that I just read out, he lands somewhere between 0 and 1. Between 0 and 1. Somewhere in the last... 152 episodes of doing the Bulldozer podcast. I can only think of one other story that lands as psychologically injured, psychologically injured as this story is in terms of the damage, in terms of the pain, in terms of the delusion, in terms of all of the mistakes, the red flags. There's only one other story I can think of, and only the hardcores will know it. I can't remember the name of the podcast itself, but it was in reference to someone who, prior to working with me, had been put in jail overnight because of some things he had done on the street in regards to cold approach. Uh, I can't. It was it's probably a couple of years back, maybe episode fifty to seventy, somewhere in between there. He was the number one at that time of the most hardest cases I've ever seen. This guy now, if not equal, ranks in second, a very close second. So, so, uh, uh, will I? Will I? Yeah. So, okay, just to give you guys, because obviously this is going to be, you want to, I want you guys to visualize today's session now as we dive into this guy's message of his first ever day in his life. But it's not just his first ever day from cold approach. It's his first ever day in his life. He's a virgin. He's 21 years old. I need to keep those things in mind as well. Because when I read this message, when I read this message, I was in my room. And throughout it, just like as I've done in this podcast, I had to take breaks through reading his message. I was shaking my head. I was going, no, 
I was like, no, this can't be real. It can't be real. You think this is something you would make up? It's, but it's not. It's a legitimate DM that I just read out from my personal Instagram. And it was just to the level of how messed up it is psychologically that, that I had to take breaks and that the to the degree of how bad it is, I couldn't help but smile. Like I, I had to, my natural reaction when something is so extreme is that you just have to smile at the extremity of it. That it's like, I can't believe that this is happening right now. And I was saying that, no, it can't be. It can't be. Like it can't be that someone has is so far off in their mentalities and so far off, not only in like their ability to be self-aware about their own actions, but in terms of their goals, in terms of where he was going with this date, like what he had visualized in his mind, how he was perceiving the woman. It can't be, right? Like it just can't be possible that someone in this day and age could be this far off. Now, I know that, I say that with a caveat, that could be this far off and watches my content. Now, he's dropped another name in there. He mentioned some guy called James Tusk, which someone else in this chat last week mentioned. He got onto subreddit cringe or something. I don't know the guy. And I'm not, I'm not blaming the guy. I'm not saying that he's a product of this James guy's Tusk's coaching. And that must mean that James Tusk is teaching real bad shit. I don't know the guy. But it shows that, like, I, this guy has commented on a few of my Instagram posts before. I don't really think I've seen him in the live chat. If he has, I haven't seen his um, username. But regardless of whether he's only seen a one or two videos of mine, and he's seen a lot of someone else's, he said he started his cold approach journey in March 2020. He's done roughly 300 approaches since then. Never been on a date before in his life, though, which means that he's been a virgin, never been in a relationship with a girl before this. So I'm just trying to get the context back for perspective because we need to keep this perspective in mind because I'll be honest with you guys, when I was going to bed last night knowing that I'd be doing this podcast today, I, I, felt, I felt pain, like thinking about the story. I felt so much pain because I just, I didn't want this to be a berated session. I didn't want this session to be entirely just berating him uh, for his complete lack of mindset and execution. Because if you look at that message, it's pretty much all darkness. It's one of the darkest messages I've ever seen. And this this session could very well become just us an absolute, uh, like I said before, an absolute fireball, an absolute roasting of this guy. But that's not helpful for him. But it, we have to be true as well at the same time. So this is what I want to do with this session. I want to, I want to dive to the absolute depths of darkness. And I want to, as I say in my guided meditation in the dark energy track, eternal energy, I want to bring back up that darkness to the surface and then release it into the sky. That is what this session is going to be. It serves no one for us to stay in the darkness. For for T and for Ski and for Johnny who are up in here, I see Sal's here as well saying, hey, classes in sesh, infinite paradox in here saying, what up, good to have you, man. For the long-term followers of this channel, we could just spend all day flaming it and to just dwell in the darkness, but it doesn't serve anyone. So I want us to, to take systematically... We're going to go through his message piece by piece and 
make sure we get the fix for every single little piece so that not only for him, but imagine someone else. And you know, I said that this is probably the most psychologically messed up message I've seen in a long time. But that's just of the messages that I've received. Think about all the guys that don't have the courage to reach out. So let's just start with that as the positive. You know, for my clients that have worked with me in bootcamp, what's our feedback process? Positive first and then the improvements to make. So what has this guy done well? And that's what I was having. A, I was like struggling last night to think about what has this guy actually done that was good? Because I'm physically hurting thinking about his message, thinking about the woman particularly, thinking about the experience she went through that she should never have to. What's he done well? Well, the fact that he's even on the journey. You know, a lot of guys say that they're on the journey, yet they don't actually go out and they don't actually do anything. This guy has concretely said to me, and we have to take his word for it, of course, but I believe him. If he's being this honest uh, about the message, you know, he might be off by a few numbers here and there, but he said that he's been in the journey since March 2020, which was actually the beginning of COVID. So that's a bit strange to me. That actually just brings up a little bit of a question mark. Anyways, he said he's done 300 plus approaches since March, which is when COVID began. Okay, that doesn't that doesn't even make sense. So unless he's just been completely ignoring social distancing, which is possible, it's possible, um, especially if he's been following someone else's advice. Which actually, actually, and that gives us now more evidence to say that I don't think he's that deep on my content, because if he was, he would have known that at the beginning of COVID, I recommended that all my followers and all my clients stopped hardcore, stop approaching, stop cold approach at the beginning of COVID when we were still trying to figure it out. Yeah, he's saying he's begun his journey when COVID began. So he must be under someone else's wing. Or he's just ignored what I said. One of the two. So so just the fact that he's actually going out there and doing the thing. Th- yes, fuck yes. This is, this is what I, in my meditation last night, when I thought about how am I going to actually get my thoughts together in this session? How am I actually going to... How am I going to get something useful and positive out of this for not only him, but for any other hard case that comes into this? Well, I want you to take this visualization. And we always use this. This guy rocked up to the journey. He rocked up to the, to the dirt road, the massive, giant, 50-foot Tory gate standing underneath it and looking in front of him, seeing the vast valleys and the vast mountains. He's rocked up at the beginning of the journey. It's just a dirt path. And this signals the beginning of his journey, signifies the beginning of his journey at the Tory gate. Little old man, little old man of his little crooked wooden stick comes by and says, you better start fucking walking. So, and we all have this moment, by the way, the Tory gate moment where we are being shown that, okay, we're not happy with our lives. We have to change our lives. And that there is a way of doing so. It's known as the journey. There are many different ways of going about the journey. There's many different paths. Whether it is that you're going to use cold approach, whether it is that you're going to go through a certain martial arts tutelage or a certain way of traveling, solo travel for sure. Many different ways, undergoing mentorship with different people and different fields, whatever it is. But we acknowledge that there is a journey to be had and that there is no use in just mulling around at the Tory gate. The gate is just the beginning. There's a path to be walked. Now, a lot of guys, they see the cold approach journey. They take a step past the gate, get shit scared, go home crying, turn around and go home crying, and they never do it again. They, no, I don't want this. 
They see how dark it is. They realize that actually the moment they step beyond that gate, it was all fire. It's just fire erupted from the moment that they walked in. This guy at least has stepped beyond the Tory gate, which means that he has started the journey and has been willing to entertain the fire, the fire of immensity. He said he's done 300 plus cold approaches during the COVID situation. We have to take him at his word. Definitely not nice, he's saying in in the day. So if that is true, that he's done 300 plus cold approaches at the beginning of COVID, I have to give him respect for that, if it's true. If it's true, which I'm... I'm skeptical about, I have to be, because I'm open-minded skeptical. I'm not skeptical in saying that I think he's a liar, but but it, it it seems a little, it's just questionable. I would like to have been there with him to see that he's got done uh, during the COVID situation. Be, also, because guys, I haven't told you what city he's in. I know what city he's in. It's a major metropolitan city in a first world country, which means lockdown, social distancing was there. So anyways, let's just, for the sake of this podcast, give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's true. You get a lot of respect for me from the beginning here because that's fucking tough. It's fucking tough to start your journey in 2020 as a 21-year-old virgin, never been on a date before. That's pretty tough. So if you've actually done that, I give you major respect for that. However, in the visualization of him stepping beyond the Tory gate, he's a fish, right? We all begin as fish. At the beginning of our journeys, we're just little fish flopping about. We have, we have no wings. We have no teeth. We have no uh, strength. We have no power. We're just this little fish. But the journey is to, and the journey we walk beyond the Tory Gate is into transforming into that dragon, is to alchemizing all the experiences that will come about. As this guy started of experience for three hundred plus approaches, hopefully thousands and thousands more. He's ten thousand hours. His uh, journey up the mountains and down the valleys and down the peaks and through the casual relationships and through the one night stands and, and through getting broken, getting dumped and rejected after time after time, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that comes about is the cold approach journey, learning to deal with his own limiting beliefs, going out on these dates and having a woman just point blank say, no, there's no sexual chemistry and et cetera, et cetera. And getting the feedback from people like myself, you know, that's how you become the dragon, right? From fish to dragon is this journey that he's embarked upon. However, as he stepped on this path, he took a hard left. He took a hard left somewhere. Somewhere in the beginning of this journey, he has fallen off the path so hard. And, I'm, you know, some guys, like, they come to me in the podcast, you guys send me your stories, and we break down your red flags. Let's, let's say maybe in the average potter we do of someone's individual context, think about last week. Think about the British guy, Albus who met those two girls in the field and we broke down the two-set interaction, there was, a, there was a couple red flags in there. But it was like three. There was like two or three red flags of his mistakes with those girls. And which to me, in the visualization of getting past the Tory gate and walking this journey, journey, is like a slight stumble. It's like you kind of stumble off the journey a, you know, a couple of times. You did a couple of mistakes. That's not the situation today. As much of the respect that I give him for being on the journey, he has more than stumbled off the path past this gate. He has gone kilometers, kilometers in the in the far left direction if going forward was the place we were meant to go. That's how messed up it is. And that, that's what I was thinking about last night. So I feel like I've done a good enough job. I feel like I've done a good enough job here of explaining my emotional response, his context, 
the beginning and now we can actually start to dive in and unpack where he's gone wrong for all that it is. I just want to say hi to some of you guys in the chat. If you guys are up in here right now and you're enjoying this content, hit that thumbs up down below on this video. Help support the video. I really appreciate that. Say hi to me in the chat box. Don't worry. We will, hopefully we'll have time for open Q&A. We will. We'll have time for open Q&A, but if you guys are new to this, just drop some questions in the chat box. Super chat options available, which is any donations you guys want to make. Get your question bumped to the top on anything in dating, social dynamics, relationships. We'll get it towards the end after we unpack this guy's preloaded. Just seeing some of you guys up in this chat here saying, Johnny DeWayne comes in saying, welcome to Adam's Inferno, guys, and the eighth circle. Oh, we'll open up the eight gates here. We'll open up the eight gates. <laughs> Shout out to Rock Lee. <coughs> T comes in saying magic ups to Gyarados. That's right. Oh no, Krabby evolved. <laughs> That's a deep, deep reference. Absolutely, magic ups to Gyarados. That's for sure what we're getting after here. So, let's unpack it. Let's unpack it. Yeah, okay. And so, just to finish it up, I mentioned that I put something on my Instagram story. What was like the mental representation of, or the visual representation of my mental state after reading his message, it was this. So that's on my Instagram. If you want to go see it, it's a clip, one of my favorite clips from an AFL footy match of, of the classic AFL commentator, Brian Taylor, just yelling out, it can't be because the umpire made such a bad decision. And that's literally what I said in my mind after finishing this message. I was going, it can't be. So go go on my, like, it can't be possible. That's That was my reaction. I wanted to play it earlier, but we were like getting real, we we're getting real sentimental about things, getting really dark about things. I couldn't bring in that funniness, but that's comedy. Absolute comedy. So, actually, I'm glad I played that because now that my spirits feel a little bit lifted now, I feel a little more positive about what we're about to do. Because <coughs> what we're about to do is going to be, as Johnny Nguyen said, an absolute inferno. Okay. So, let's begin here. Class session is now going to begin. I'm going to make sure... I, I want you guys that are now watching, be ready to respond. I'm going to throw questions at you guys. And I think that'll help keep things a little bit more positive because I won't just get into the depths of, of of how disappointed I am. It's just sadness. Sadness and sorrow uh, is what I felt from this message most. That's the pain. So here we go. Let's go back up here. So give me the context. He went on his first ever date in his life, which he got thanks to Cold Approach. So his first ever day two, 21 years old, virgin. He got this girl's social media who was absolutely beautiful. He says he did excellent during the interaction and when they met up. I asked her what she thought of me over text and whatnot. And she said that she liked how dominant I was over text. Red flag one. Why is that a red flag? Okay, so at the beginning of the story here, that's red flag number one. Get it over again. 
I asked, I did excellent during the interaction, and when we met up, I asked her what she thought of me over text. So there's a comma there. I did excellent during the interaction and when we met up, comma, and I asked her what she thought of me over text and whatnot. So my friends, up in this chat, why is that a red flag? Why is that a huge red flag? And how does, that just initially indicates to me off the beginning here, right from the get, that he can't be that deep in my, he certainly has not seen any of my texting content because that is just an absolute, I, I don't even have words. Like, why? Why would you ask that? Where did you get that from? You certainly did not get it from me. And actually, I want to say this as well. I was going to say this as a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. I should have said it at the beginning, but we're here now at the beginning of the breakdown. Uh, for anyone who's coming into this content that has never seen my content before, this guy is not my client. I have not instructed this man to do any of what he has done. I am saying that as a disclaimer here, because for what we're about to go into, you might somehow attach that to me. Oh, this guy must be because he's out of one of Adam's followers. No, 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 no. Like just right there off the get, he has already broken so many principles of masculine, direct, congruent authenticity of text game, of the text game uh, principles or texting principles. If you go to my texting principles video, he's already broken a lot of the principles that I would espouse. So I want to say right off the get, I've never had a conversation with this guy in depth before. He's not one of my clients. Please keep that in mind. Do not attach any of what we're about to go into, into, oh, this must be what Adam teaches. No because we're going to go hard on the opposite. So we've got some answers up here in the chat. In, in relation to why, why when he said that I asked her what she thought of me over text after his apparently really excellent interaction. Why is that an issue? Why is that a red flag? Ski comes in with the first response saying, <clears throat> if you think you did excellent, you shouldn't have to ask her what she thought of you. Question mark. No question mark needed. Bang. Bang on. If you really did do excellent in the interaction, why would you need confirmation from that? Yeah, like just that's why it doesn't make sense. Like that's the skis there has hit on the logicality. <clears throat> Ski has hit on the logicality point of that. It just doesn't logically make sense. There's a lot, there's more to it though as well, but he's already, he's hit the logical side. He hasn't hit, I want some of you coming with the emotional side, but bang on Ski. Like you We've got to get that. That's that's 50% of the pie. Is it a huge 50% of the pie? That Yeah. If you've done, as I've said, that, well, text game, I've always said that text game should never fix uh, a shitty interaction, never will fix a shitty interaction. You have to get the interaction right first. And so if you do, you shouldn't rely on your texting to have to cover any holes or to get confirmation of that. You know, so bang on T, great. At ski, sorry. Bang on ski. So next response came from Johnny, uh, Johnny Duen saying, extreme lack of self-belief, dot, 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 lacking any abundance nor self-awareness. Ding, ding, and ding. That's three dings in a row. Lacking, self, lacking self-belief kind of tags on to what Ski said there in terms of that if you really did have an excellent interaction, have some confidence in yourself, have some belief in that, in fact, that it was. And yes, coming from a place of, extreme uh, scarcity if you were abundant why would you need confirmation now we know that he's not abundant but that doesn't mean that he needs to act in the opposite it's like just because you don't have any other women in your life is no that's no excuse 
to act as that is so. It's, if you're not strong and you are in fact weak, that doesn't give you permission to just accept your weak nature. Say like, no, move towards and act as if you were. Assume the position and act accordingly. So well said there, Johnny, as well. T comes in saying, uh, still in text gaming, in quotes, mentality. And that's really good because what T is saying right there is that he's in a gaming mentality. Yes, he's, he's trying to do too much. He's trying to manipulate the situation. That's a manipulative move right there in terms of overthinking. Uh, it's very gamey. It's, it's very chessboardy. It's very thinking too many moves. Thinking too many moves, which is what team's saying there about just in text gaming mentality, which actually just kind of stems off what T and uh, sorry, what Ski and Johnny have said. I keep interchanging T and Ski. Uh, have said about the lack of self-belief and if it really was an ex- excellent interaction, why would you need to be so gamey about it? Which is, of course, what I'm always instructing my clients and followers to move away from. Like, move away from the military operation. Texting a woman is a very simple process of its logistics. It is literally a bridge to the next time we see each other. There is no attraction to be sparked through text. There is no investment to be built through text. That should have been done in the interaction. Now, when we message her on Instagram, on... <clears throat> so this, this is really important right now because, yes, we could spend all day berating him for the mistakes he's made, but we need the fix. So he's now probably thinking, okay, okay, I get it. You guys are absolutely flaming me that I made some mistakes there. So what should I have done differently? <clears throat> For something as simple as this, I'll, I'll I'll save you guys having to do it because I'll just I'll just bust through it. But as we get into the deeper issues, this is just red flag one. I can't. I don't want to. This session will go far too far too long, and this is not the most important red flag. But when we get to the most important red flags, I will definitely want you guys to give me the fixes. But I'll just hit it up here straight up. <clears throat> what should he have done differently? Well, instead of asking her to confirm for him, if he was a attractive, strong being, which of course only conveys to her his lack of self-belief, lack of excellence, lack of strength in his own ability, right? Why she's what she's thinking? She's thinking, why would he ask me that? Especially if he actually did have a strong interaction. That's even worse then. Because if you actually did have an excellent interaction and then you then go and text a woman saying, did I have a, could you please tell me if I had an excellent interaction with you? I know that's not the exact words, but that's essentially what you're conveying. Well, then that just sends a complete block through the waterfall here. That's a complete wooden block, which is now fucks with the signal and goes, well, hang on. I thought this guy was this guy, but now he's showing me that actually he's not direct and good and authentic. He's not as strong as I thought he was. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what should he have done differently? Is that everything everything ditch having to get confirmation from her about what she thought about the interaction stay on the path by the purpose of what texting is which is that i need to see you again because at the end of our initial interaction i would have seeded for the next time we would meet which means that i would have closed on a story i would have said hey listen jenna another time I gotta go get on now, but another time. Let's meet up for an adventure. Let's go down to the bar. Let's go down to the beach. This guy said they were going to a bar, so he most likely, if he handled his interaction correctly, 
interaction correctly would have seeded on going to a bar. So listen, Jenna, got to get going. But another time, I'd love to get to know you better. Let's get an adventure. We'll go find a cheeky bar sometime. Boop, boop. Let's exchange details. Done. Okay. True for texting. Yo, Jenna, crazy. Awesome meeting you. Signed his name, Adam X. That's not his actual name. Just saying my name. Right. And then uh, she hits back saying, yeah, it was awesome. Thanks for coming up, et cetera, et cetera. The very next text should say, listen, does Friday or Sunday, Saturday or Thursday suit you better? Whatever your logistics are for this adventure to get to know each other, we'll go find a cheeky bar. That's it. Done. She gets back saying, oh, I think Friday would be better. I think that'd be better. Done. That's it. There is no, what, did you have a nice day? What did you think about me? Like, that's what I mean by how far gone it is. A lot of guys, the red flag they make is that they just over embellish. They're too many emojis. You know, too many squirrels, too many monkeys doing hee-hee, you know, tee-hee, you know, that monkey faces, too many wink faces, too many laughing, crying faces, too many embellishments on how was your day, yeah, et cetera. And, you know, those are huge mistakes, but not as big as this one. To actually ask a girl over text what you thought of me is an egregious, egregious affront of confidence. Now, we're going to park that there. We can spend all day on it. We're not going to, but he now knows. Dump all of that. Stay on what texting is for. Logistics only. Logistics only. Get it to the next time we see each other. Get back on your purpose in life. You shouldn't have fucking time to be asking a girl and to be worried about. You shouldn't care what she thought about the interaction. She didn't care. Because if you're at this stage, she's... If she's already willing to to exchange with this on you and get into a uh, potential future situation, assume the attraction is there because it is. She would not be entertaining this if it wasn't. Okay, you can see, guys. You can see, like I, I can. I want to try and we're going to keep things as positive as possible here. Uh, Johnny Newman came up in the chat saying, "I'd say he's hurting for validation. He wants to be in quotes alpha in quotes so badly." but he's basing his, in quotes, identity, in quotes, on persona of, on female validation. Yeah, well said. Absolutely. His desire for alpha status is what is actually pushing him away from it. So, that was red flag one on the texting. Bang, move forward. Get some bloody water here and take a breath. Look at the whole podcast on that. You can see I was about to go to a whole podcast on that. Get that phlegm out. Okay. So he continues on his message. Now the problem is, I could not maintain this frame of the alpha, which I did a good job of over text. Yeah, Johnny, you fucking nailed it. You've absolutely nailed it. Like, you don't have to maintain an alpha vibe over text. Nor should you be thinking about that. What would, in quotes, an alpha do over text? Uh, he would set up to meet her next as soon as possible. Because he believes in the interaction he just had. That he did everything he needed to in the real interaction. I, I don't know any alpha males who are out there walking around. None of my mates. My, certainly not myself. That are texting a woman thinking, hmm. How could I be more alpha with her? 
How could I demonstrate through text how more how I could be an alpha? You see what I'm saying? No. No. Okay. I th- okay. We've got to move on from this. Otherwise, we will spend all day on it. Okay. So it goes on to say, which I did a good job of over text, but I could, t- I could tell she loved it. But in person, I had the worst first date ever. So now the real, the real darkness is going to start to come in. I took her to a bar and I was so socially uncalibrated and went blank a lot. So that's not a red flag. That's normal. Your first ever date? Ever? And your first ever date from from Cold Approach at that? So that's normal. Okay. I had no idea what to say. And this is weird because during day game, I usually can start stacking. And it ended up with me saying, let's play a game where I ask a question and she asks a question. But it led to short convos. And I was thinking about adding some sexual tension, but I couldn't do it. I was too intimidated by her for some reason. Like if I, like I was thinking, if I could barely have a fun convo, how would I get intimate with her? Okay, we're going to stop here. We're going to stop here. This is because there is at least two red flags that have popped up just in this section. So I want to fragment this, segment this. We're now going into red flag stage two, which now is on the date. So on the date. So guys, I want you to now in this class session, in the chat, what have you found? What have you, as excavators of this deep, deep, dark cave, what have you found? Let me rest, let me just bring you back up here. When they went to the bar, he said it was extremely socially uncalibrated and went blank a lot. Now that's normal. That's not a red flag. That's normal for anyone who's on their first date. We've got to keep that in mind. Okay. But when he says that he has no idea, I had no idea what to say. And this is weird because in day game, I can usually start stacking. What's the problem there? What's, what's the number? What's the number one? There's a red flag right there when he says, I had no idea what to say. And in comma, usually in day game, he can usually just start stacking. What's that's there's an issue right there. Put it in the chat. What's the issue with that? Part two. And it ended up with him saying, let's play a game where I ask a question and she asked questions. But it led to short convos. And I was thinking about, okay, that, that's an issue there. Okay, part two, that's red flag two. Why is there an issue with him playing a game with her in which that they just start asking questions about each other, which then led to short conversations? In this guy's scenario, just think about that. It's not the biggest red flag of the three, but it's still an issue. Part three, this is the biggest one. But it led to short covos, and I was thinking about adding some sexual tension, but I couldn't do it. I was too intimidated by her for some reason. Like if I was thinking if I could barely have a fun convo, how would I get intimate with her? There, bang. That's the biggest one. But they're actually all, they are all tales of the same beast. This is just the heart of the beast. The previous two red flags are because they all lead from each other. You can see, just take you back up here. Brings it to a bar, goes blank. He has no idea what to say because he's used to in day game interactions, his regular interactions, stacking. There's an issue there. Ended up with just resorting to some game. Let's play a game where I ask a question and she asks a question. Right? Just just led to short convos. There's a problem there. And it's a problem that stems from the first problem, if you can see it. 
And then part three, the nail in the coffin, or the, the heart of this beast. He was thinking about adding sexual tension despite how poorly he was doing it. And I don't want to say this word because I want your answers about this. But despite how poorly he was executing and poorly he was in the initial of his uh, interaction, he had his mind then went to sexual tension. As if he has already built this bridge, yet plank one is not even there. Yet he's already do, thinking about things that would happen on the other side of the river, yet he has not even built plank one. Okay? So that's section two that we've gone into here. I want you guys to unpack for me what's going on and then we'll wrap it and then we'll bring it together. So, up in this chat. Who we got here first? Ski comes in with the first response saying, why would you go to a bar for your first ever, in quotes, date? Question mark, exclamation mark. Prob's not the answer you're after, but just came to my head. I'm glad that I, did, I didn't even think of that. I was so, because that's, it's definitely not the heart of the beast, but that's a whole, that's another tale. That's four tales on this beast. Because that's so true. It's so true. If you guys, all he would have to do, all he would have to do is just go to any of my day content, uh, long form, guide to day twos, uh, guide to day threes, uh, secret to amazing dates, the three key date podcasts. And if you, especially in the day two one, especially in the day two one, I talked about how low key, low investment, do what's natural and comfortable for you. So even what Skies just said right there, why would you go to a bar for your first ever date? Absolutely, because we've got to keep in mind, it's not his first ever date from Cold Approach. Uh, sorry, not just his only first date from Cold Approach. First date in his life. What else is at a bar, my friends? Noise. And if you go back to, I think it's the key to, uh, the, uh, I think it's the Day 3's podcast. If it's not the Day 3's, it's the Secret to Amazing Dates. Actually, I think it was a different podcast that we talk about signal to noise ratio, but I talk about it quite a bit anyway. But what's the point of going out on a date? To get to know each other. What impedes our ability to get to know each other? Noise. What's at a bar? A lot of noise. Not just the music, but the noise of energy. The noise of other people around you which fucks with your ability to get a clean signal out and to receive and to interpret a clean signal from the person in front of you. So that's what Ski's getting on here. I really thank you, Ski, for bringing that in because that just brings a whole different tale to this beast. So what should he have done? Uh, drop, that in the, drop that in the chat, Ski, since you brought that up. What should he have done for his first date? Considering that he's, mainly, he's only been going out in the day, it's a COVID situation, think about that, okay? Drop that in the chat for me. Infinite Paradox goes on then to say overthinking in question mark. Uh, you haven't given me much there, but yes, he is overthinking. Sure. Move on. Uh, Johnny Nguyen comes in saying, just be with the girl in front of you. Yes. Yes. And that, that's definitely in relation to, well, it's all of it. It's all of it. But, but particularly when he says, I had no idea what to say. This is weird because usually during day game, I can usually start stacking. And therein lies your issue, my friend. So let's get to a fix here, a tactical fix. Why did you go blank? Because you weren't there with her. You weren't present. You were in your mind, thinking of what to say. I guarantee you, I guarantee for all of you, 
There is nothing to be found in your mind. There is nothing to be found about the present moment and the present woman who is in front of you in here. The more you attempt to go into your mind to find something to say to her, the less you actually will. Why? Because you separate. You you separate yourself from the moment at hand. She is everything. She provides all of the gold for you that you will ever require to create, to create threads, to lace up a thread for her and give it to her and allow her to run with it. Okay, so let me give you an example, uh, my man. You're at this bar, right? Let's say you're feeling a bit of anxiety, a little bit of nervous. I get it. It's your first ever time. You probably made a mistake and go into a loud bar for the first for the first part anyway, or for a bar in general. For sure, go to a low-key nature environment. Uh, hopefully, T was, uh, Ski was going to put that in the chat anyway. For sure, go to somewhere that's relaxing by nature. Okay, Ski just coming in perfectly, just saying coffee slash tea. Keep it simple. Walk to a nice quiet spot, outdoors, indoors, isolation, where you can create a bubble of the two of you, uh, less exterior interference, especially for the first date ever. Boom, keys from a, from the day two's podcast. Absolutely, well done, Ski. Fucking nailed it. Perfect timing as well. Absolutely, low key, keep it nature-esque, lower the signal to noise ratio. So we should have done that first. Now, when you're actually there with her, instead of going in your mind and freaking out, about trying to impress her and be an alpha and try and say cool things and try and say interesting things. How about you just breathe? Look her in the eyes. <coughs> Take her in. And when you actually connect to the present moment, she reveal, reveals all of her beauty, all of the interesting talking points about her. Now you actually start to see that little tattoo underneath her, under her ear. Now you start to notice her earrings. Now you start to notice the look in her eyes. Now you start to notice the vibe and energy of the being that she actually is. Now you actually start to see what her physique is like and what that indicates about her life. Now you actually start to see the way she's dressed and what that indicates about what she does in her day-to-day life and what kind of friends she has and what kind of things and the interests that she's of. And now you can, these are all now threads. Now you open up this box of, of threads that you can now lace up for her and say, listen, hey, just for an example here, you seem like a little bit of a yoga girl, you know, just seeing like the way that you kind of dressed, right? What type of physical things that you had to get into? <whistles> Give her the thread, let her run with it. You didn't have to create that in your mind though, did you? I didn't have to go into the archives and think of how am I going to stack this woman? No, I was present. I breathed. I noticed that she had a fit physique. I've noticed that she just has that aura and energy about her that she seems like a yoga girl. And so I ask her, is that the case? Tell me a bit about it. Give her the thread. Now, oh yeah, I am about that. Oh, I do like this. But she's going to run. She's going to thread with it. She's going to create something with it. That's all you have to do. That's all it is. And she gave it all to you. She gave it all to you. That not one stage did I have to go into my mind. Because guys, how did I come up with that? Was I running a line just then? No, I was staring you straight in the lens for those that are listening on the podcast. I was, stare, I was staring down the barrel of that lens. Not once did I look away from the lens. What does that indicate? I was visualizing the girl. I literally just conjured up an image of a girl in my mind, stayed with there with her, like as if the eye of your lens right now that you're seeing me through was her eye and just put it forward. I wasn't rushed about it, took my time with it. So if, you, so if we take it into the bar situation, apply it in the bar. 
apply the same thing. The idea of having to stack a girl, that is what... That is what will, in fact, disable you from being able to create a real interaction of it. Why? Because you're thinking. Because you're thinking about what to say. How on earth are you going to come up with something present that is strong, that is creative, that is intelligent, that is funny, that is exciting, that lights a woman up, that is just present if you are non-present? It is like by the very definition of what you are attempting to do precludes you from what you want to do. Now, I'm flaming him on that because all beginners make this mistake. I used to make this mistake, 100%. And it's like the moment you just breathe, slow down, sit within the silence and actually absorb the human being in front of you instead of being this gamey guy trying to be an alpha, trying to come up with shit. That's when you actually become real and that she actually gets to feel who you are. You get to feel who she is. And some real magic can actually be created. Okay. Adi just dropped into this chat saying, boss, what's good? <coughs> been, been forever since I got to drop down on one of these. Yeah, it has been a moment. Good to have you here, Adi. Okay. So we flamed him enough. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I just realized that we're going to go way back up the chat. I just realized there, were, there was way more responses because we only just addressed red flag one and two, kind of one and two of, uh, <coughs> of this four-tailed beast in the initial day. Some more people came in. Hold on. Almost, that's how crazy this shit is. Okay, so Infant Paradox then came on to say, trying to be Mr. Perfect. Yep, so absolutely. That's what we just went on. Well done. Johnny Wayne comes in saying, uh, sorry, Ivan Lopez then came in saying, going into a very robotic way of thought, in brackets, theory, in brackets, but not flowing on the female-male dance. Yes, Ivan, that's just what we've just been on. Very well, very good. Switched on, I like that. T then comes in saying, using canned PUA material like stacking lines and question game lines instead of being present and real. Bang on, T. Fucking nailed it. Well done. Johnny Nguyen then comes in saying, he's speaking with a caricature, not a person. I feel so bad for the girl being spoken to like a blown-up doll. Only slight exaggeration. Ha ha. Yes. Yes, Jay. Like, the real pain, like the reason why I felt real tremendous emotional and psychological pain in reading his story comes a little bit later with the sexuality and the lay comments. But yeah, we've always got to keep in mind what the female is receiving from him. You've always got to keep in mind, how is she feeling about all this? Like, it's all well and good that he's making all these mistakes and we're breaking them all down. But you've also got to consider what, from her perspective, about what the fuck's going on in this guy's mind right now. Like, what the hell's going on right here? So yeah, I love that you brought that, that in, Jay. I love that the way that he's treating her. Because that's just as much of an issue here. We'll definitely get more into that when it comes to the sexuality. But I love that you brought that up, Jay. So good stuff. Infinite Paradox then comes in saying, not enjoying the process and just thinking about the end goal in brackets, sex. Yes. Yes, Infinite Paradox. Good. You're a few steps ahead of the curb here, but I like it. I like it. Ski then comes in. Uh, Ski came in with the coffee tea thing, which we talked about before. 
And then he comes in, uh, we've got to do that. Nice Matt comes in saying, that's exactly what happened to me too. I'm always trying to impress the girl on what to say. I'm glad that you can acknowledge that. And hopefully you're taking the lessons from this. Okay. Let's move on. Right, hold up. Hold up. Okay. So guys. Okay. No, no. So Jay and Infinite Paradox, Johnny Nguyen and Infinite Paradox addressed the final, the, the major heart of the issue, which is when he said that, you know, when it was all kind of like going tits up and balls up and it, this short convos, questions after questions, not leading to anything. And that's when he thought, hey, maybe I should add some sexual tension. But he couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I was too intimidated by her for some reason. So to shortcut this, why was he intimidated? He was intimidated because he's not present, which means that he's in his mind. And now all of a sudden, he's starting to create gaps between where he thinks he is in relation to her. He's now starting to perceive her as someone outside of himself uh, and potential ideas of self-worth and self-value, confidence, strength, all are starting to get questioned right here. But to, Jay, to what Jay said, to what Jay and Infinite Paradox said about how, uh, you know, he's t- treating her like a caricature. More to what Infinite said, actually, about just not enjoying the process and thinking about the end goal of sex. Yeah, that's the issue about adding sexual tension. But really, it's what I said at the beginning of this kind of section two, when I said that, why are you thinking about what you're going to be doing at, and not even just thinking about trying to do what is only going to happen when you get to the other side of the river, when you haven't even laid plank one, when you haven't even set up a present space, a present, strong, masculine to feminine polarity, in which you're just having fun, you're enjoying each other, you're staring down the barrel of each other's eyes, you're looking into those pools, and now the energies are just dancing on this lake, and that you've got this organic flow of back and forward of that, she's chomping, you're chomping, it's going back and forward, it's like exciting, it's fireworks, there's roller coaster. there's tension, you're arguing a little bit, but with a bit of tongue in cheek, and it's great. If that's not there, why on earth would you then go into your mind and say, now, how can I add some sexual tension? It's it's just so far gone. It's so, but it it shows the beginning of the end. This was the beginning of the end, and I hope you guys can see that. I hope he can see that. It's unnecessary. So now let's wrap it up and say what what we kind of already been doing organically. But just to sum it up, what should he have been doing? Stay present, breathe. She is your gold. Breathe. Stay present in the moment. Slow down. Right. Let her be the resource, be the excavation, be the jungle in which you want to explore. Not your own fucking mind. Your mind is not the jungle we wish to explore in this interaction. She is. She is. Damn. All right. I'm getting passionate here, son. I'm getting passionate here. It's because of the sexual tension bit. I normally wouldn't flame someone that hard for it. It's because of the sexual tension bit. Most guys don't go there. Most guys, I want to give him a little bit of a respite here. Most guys make this mistake. I made this mistake. Not most guys then go ahead and say, despite how poorly this is going, how can I add sexual tension? That is why I'm getting emotional about it and getting getting fired up about it. Because that's where it now starts to go from five or six on the scale or four or five on the scale of zero to 10, natural to hard case. That This is now in the waters of diving down three and two. Not many people have that thought. 
And I don't know where you got that from. Certainly was not from me. So let's continue on here. Uh, Katashi Hatake is up in here. Ah, Yokozo. Katashi-san. Hatake-san, it's kind of sensei. Do I have to use the word date, lol? I have no idea what you're saying. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying there. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, okay, so. So that's the end of section two here. Let's all just take a breath. He then goes on to say, like if I was thinking I could barely have, if I could barely have a fun combo, how would I get into more vert? That's part of section two. Oh, it's just so far off. So now moving on to part three, section three now. Anyway, long story short, as he says, as he goes on to say, it was only an hour into the date and we left the bar. At the end, I realized I had nothing to lose. So I just said, in quotes, at what point of this date did you want to kiss me? End quotes. In brackets, with a cheeky smile. End brackets. And she said she didn't feel the sexual chemistry. And it wasn't there. And looking back, I agree. It literally wasn't. She said we were too different, etc. Now granted, I, I'm, okay, yeah. He goes on to say, now granted, she could have been more dominant because she's 29 and I'm only 21, but I know if I had played my cards right, this would have been my first lay. Please absorb that. Please absorb that. It really, it actually, that, it hurts me. My head physically hurts. The chemistry, the neurochemistry in my head, I feel pain, genuine pain at, at hearing that. And I, I, I will, I'll say this right off the get. I have EQ off the fucking charts. That's why I do what I do. That's why I'm a coach of social dynamics. That's why I work with human beings as, as, my, as my purpose in life. Because my emotional intelligence, my ability to be able to feel what other people are feeling, to understand why they do what they do, and to be able to process that, and then to bring that out for others, help them transform through that, to genuinely give a fuck about where people are in their lives and transforming themselves and to become better people, walk the journey, get past that Tory gate, get transformed, become the fish and become them dragons, right? I care so much. I genuinely care. And I've said this throughout so many of the Bordeaux podcasts. I haven't said it in a while in the social Q&As, but I said it from episode zero to 107 on BDPs that no one gives a fuck about you. No one cares about your journey. No one will go out of their way to help you in your life journey, right? Your friends and family at most will lend you an ear to just voice and sound off what you're saying. No one else cares though about your success in life. However, I'm a little fucked up. I'm a little messed up in the head because for some reason I do. Now it's only 1%. Like I don't care enough to go out of my life and to go get on a plane and to fly to this guy's house and spend my life trying to help this guy out and be with him day after day. I don't care enough that much, but I care enough to dedicate two, three hours. And I've, I've, I've blocked just so you guys know, 
I have blocked three hours for this podcast. I have not booked any clients. I have not booked any other engagements. I am willing to spend three hours on this session because I knew based on reading this guy's message and how much pain I felt that we would need probably somewhere between two to three hours to unpack everything that's going on in this. That's how much I care, which doesn't make sense. Why would someone do this who's not getting paid a dime for a guy that hasn't paid him anything, who hasn't tried to give him anything? It's like, because this is, because that's how much I care is that I don't need this guy to pay me. I don't need this guy to validate me in any other way, shape or form. If this guy never even said thank you for this piece of content, it doesn't bother me because I know that there's at least one of you out there that will watch this, that will get something from this and actually do something about it. That's why I get so emotional. That's why when I read that part of the message and he says, now granted, she could have been more dominant because she's 29, I'm only, I'm only 21, but I know if I played my cards right, this would have been my first lay. No! No! Just no! Wait, what? What are you talking about? Oh, fuck. Like it just, that's how much a vo- volcanic emotion just erupts from me. Like just... Give me the... Give me the fucking... God, just... Shit! No! Like what? What are we talking about? It can't be. Like it can't be possible that someone would... I'm gonna lie down here for a second, people. I'm gonna lie down here. I'm on the floor. Hopefully, you can still hear me. It's not possible. It's not possible that someone could go through an interaction that has been this poor. And remember, you're there. They're leaving the bar. They're leaving the bar after it's just been an absolute abysmal display of social dynamics from his part. And and the, the, the more mistakes before this with the, asking her, what point did you want to kiss me on the date? Okay, the, the, we're going to get to that. We'll get to that. But to think that he walked away from that experience thinking that if he had played his cards right, this would have been his first lay? That is so disrespectful to her. It is one of the most disrespectful things I've ever heard in regards to the other human being outside yourself. As if that, let's say he corrected all of his mistakes. Let's say that he had been present. Let's say that he didn't do the texting thing at the beginning in section one. Let's say in part two, he was present. He was just in the dance and the flow on that lake with the masculine feminine energy. And it's just fucking lit in terms of the conversation. And she's just loving it, and he's just so good. Let's say he nailed all of that. Even then, it would still be one of the most disrespectful things in the world to then say that, and this should now be a lay. And that because I've been doing so good, I've been such a strong, present alpha male in this situation with this woman, I guess that's what he's thinking in his mind, that would have entitled me to have a sexual transaction with this woman. No! No, no, like who told you that? Who told you that? Where did you get that mentality from? I fucking know a few companies that would have. Just, just as far as my head can go left and right.
Don't worry, guys, on the podcast, it's still here. I'm just shaking my head, pacing around the room. It almost makes me want to cry. It almost makes me want to cry. I can feel it. I can feel it coming up. To think that someone... He wasn't, he wasn't born this way. <clears throat> He wasn't born this way. Someone had to have installed this mentality within him. It's not his fault. It's, it's his responsibility for sure to change that mentality and, and to, to seek out mentalities that are righteous, that are beneficial to all human beings and that would produce a strong, a solid, in, for his case, masculine being a man. But to think that somewhere along his journey, he thought that would be acceptable. And that someone, somewhere, gave him the idea that that would be acceptable. To think that if I played my cards right, this would have been my first lay. So what does that, what does that say about, guys in the chat, what does that say about what his intentions were for the date? Guys in the chat, what was his? What does that say about what he was looking to get out of this? That that's what really starts to bring tears. Like I stopped the tears from coming because I I don't think I'll be able to continue this podcast if 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 I let if I just if I completely uncap. Like if I completely uncorked this, I took the cork like 70% out. There's about 30%. If I completely uncorked this bottle, I probably would have just had a complete meltdown just then. Because the reason why is because what came up in my mind was the girls, the women, her. It's the visualizations of the girls that I have met across this journey. And to the regard of which I hold them, how high I hold them, how grateful I am to the women that had to put up with my shit when I was learning, with all the mistakes I made, with all the, all the times I overpressured it when I brought her back and I was just rushing it and that I couldn't get an erection or that when I was not present at the bar or not present in the garden with her and that I was pushing things too far, too fast. You know, if I was, for me, it was more the opposite that I was going too slow, Mr. Nice Guy, not honoring her sexual trust. And, and I think about the girls, and then I think about the girls that, that were good enough to say, fuck it anyway, and go, I can see he's at least trying to be a good guy. That he's, even though he's making so many mistakes, and that how grateful I am for, for, for that learning. But, but based on what this guy said, does he... He doesn't deserve, based on that mentality, he doesn't deserve to have a woman give him that feedback, that, to engage in that process. It's like she, 
they left after an hour, and I hundred percent guarantee it was because of the energy that she was giving out. That I don't want to be in this anymore. I hundred percent guarantee she was she didn't want to be there anymore. But this is one of those. If you're going to approach interactions with this mentality of that, I was just in it just to get sex out of this woman. Your first lay, don't do it. Please don't. Please don't go out. Don't meet these women on dates. I don't want any woman in this life to be exposed and <clears throat> to be exposed to that mentality. What if that was my daughter? You know, that's what I'm thinking here. What if that was my daughter? It's like I hope she would leave in an hour. Less. She'd probably be too generous. Too generous. You know, my daughter, if I ever have a daughter, I mean, she's gonna be schooled on social dynamics and she's gonna be a pickup on this in one minute. Right? Some girls just aren't schooled on it. Shit. So, my friends, I'm uh, just going to dive into the chat here before we get into the uh, the fix. Because I'm seeing a lot of chat up in here. <coughs> okay. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Okay? I'm good. Good now. So, Adi comes in with a plethora of laugh faces. Ski comes in saying, I fucking love it when you go on rants like this. <laughs> Thank you, Ski. Uh, Katashi Arake comes in saying, lol. Uh, Johnny Nguyen comes in with a first super chat saying, with a $2 US saying, Arigato sensei, here's your appreciation. It's motoyeni. Always, forever and always, Jay. And you don't need to. You know, just you being here, Jay, is more than enough appreciation for me. But the fact that you donate to the channel and help support what's going on, thank you. It's arigato. Always thankful. By the way, I just for Jay here, just because he dropped the super chat, I realized where I went wrong when I was reviewing last week's social Q and A. In when that guy said uh, um, Tuskeo, I read the ke as ha, but when I went back, I realized that it wasn't a ha; it was a ke. So it was Tuske, not Tusha. That's where I was getting it wrong. But I thank you for your uh, your tutelage on that. I appreciate it. Catching me up on that. So that was just a reference to last week's social Q and A. Adi comes in saying, congrats, bro. You gave Adam high blood pressure. <laughs> it's a good thing I do sauna every day. It's a good thing I'm used to the heat. Fucking used to the heat. Uh, but your truth. Johnny Nguyen comes in saying, it's genuinely for all the hard work you've been doing for both the bowl and eternal energy. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you, Jay. It really means a lot to me. Thank you. Uh... Nice back comes in saying, what happened? I miss it. <laughs> it's just the fact that you said it with not correct English. <laughs> what happened? I miss it. Oh man, I love you. I love you. That was a that was a most needed comedic relief right there. I know you're not you're not trying to make it a joke. I know you genuinely are saying what happened, you missed it. It's the fact that you didn't say what happened. I missed it. <laughs> I love it. Well, you're gonna to have to go back and rewatch it because that was something of an old timer. That was an old timer. I am for sure going to cut up that little section right there and make it its own clip. Absolutely, we must respect women. We must respect women. It's so disrespectful. What just went down? Okay, Ski go. Oh, Ski came in with a super chat with an Australian two dollars ninety nine saying, "Can feel your emotion through the phone, dude." Thank you, Ski. Thank you. Thank you for being so tapped in and giving real answers 
giving real answers and being present and of course supporting the channel. Thank you so much. I'm glad you can feel it. Aditi then goes on to say, basically the dude went full virgin mindset and Adam lost it because it was fake as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's an accurate description. That's a very accurate description. <laughs> Kakashi-san comes in saying, he was probably just thinking about the sex the whole time. Yeah, that was an answer to my question of what does that say about what was he expecting? What was his intent for this date? Yeah, he was thinking about sex for sure. And that's where we, guys, have you now seen the transition? You know, when we started off this potter, I talked about 10 being the absolute natural, zero being the hard case of all hard cases. I said how this guy ranks in a zero to one and how it's been a slow progression from five down. You know, he started off the date and stuff and making mistakes around five. And then it's been like a four and then a three then a two. This is now where I, this, can you guys now see why I get, have given him a zero to one in terms of the hard case on the scale of zero to 10. That is hard case. That is where, when I was in my room and I read the message for the first time, that is where it struck in my mind, okay, this now is in a different league. This is now a different league of the people that have messaged me. And it's not to say that it's a, he's in a different league of males in the world. No, I'm sure that there are males much more fucked up than this guy. Just not that have been willing to reach out and to go through the journey. I'm talking about guys that are in that ballpark. You're in that, uh, <clears throat> in that cart. <clears throat> That's epic, though. Uh, nice smack then comes on then saying sex. AD comes in saying outcome dependence plus objectification. Yeah, yeah, that's a good summary. Outcome dependence plus objectification is a recipe for absolute destruction. Nice smack comes in and says objects. Yep. If it a paradox comes in saying uneasy lay. Doesn't even care about the person he's interacting with, wasting both parties' time, but mainly the no respect for the girl unhappy face. Well said, Infinite. Well said. Kakashi-san then goes on saying, forget that an actual person was in front of him. Lol. Again, reiteration. Well said. <clears throat> oh, T then comes in with another super chat. You guys coming in with love. Australian $2 coming in with saying, I used to have that mentality. Pain and damage. Yeah, man. You guys know that uh, T is one of my clients and I know T quite well. And I know the work that he's had to do to come out from that mentality. And actually, uh, he sent me a WhatsApp message just the other day saying that he was getting emotional reading a book and it reminded him of the weird shit he used to do with RSD and his old red pill coach. He used to work with someone a lot much, much further before me and, said, and just said to me, thanks for so slowly deprogramming all the game in my brain. And uh, so that just goes speaks to what he said there about how he used to have that mentality, the mentality that this guy had. And you know what's really interesting, guys, is that usually at this point I would say, and so did I, but no, I was I have always had the highest of respect for women. It's something that my mother installed for me right from the beginning. My issues for getting having to get into the journey, and my ability to relate to you guys comes from the Mister Nice Guy realm from the realm of indirect, inadequate masculine energy. I was never on the butthurt, red pill, destructive mentalities towards thinking that it's men versus women and that women are these harpy-like uh, these harpy-like beings that 
just want to trade men like shit type thing. I was never on that end. So I can't actually relate to this guy because I never went into a day from a woman thinking about what I could get from her. Could I get sex from her? That was never me. I was always, my issues lay in other areas. But T here can relate. So I thank you for voicing that T. And hopefully that helps the guy out actually. Hopefully that helps the guy out who's listening to this. You're not alone. As much as we just went into an absolute volcanic eruption uh, over what I just heard you say, uh, I still, I still have love for you. You know, as as angry as I just got, as like real, true anger, not just like annoyance or getting pissed off. But you just, for those of you who are on the podcast, I had to lie on the floor. I literally got down on the floor and lay down. It's like I still have love for you, though. It's like I, I still have hope as the sun shines through this window that you could one day transform. I've, I said it about the number one hard case of the guy who got put in jail. I said it about him. As fucked up as he, says as he was, I still believe that that guy could change. And I still believe the same for you. Now, I'm going to pause this conversation here because we're not done. We're not done. We didn't even unpack the tactical errors before that, but we just had to go on the fundamental uh, mistake. So let's let's track back up here now that we've settled down. So that that like there were tactical errors and red flags before that. So let's get let's go back through those. So section three. Conversation's been terrible. He's already making a lot of mistakes. Okay. It's an hour into the date. And we left the bar. At the end, I just realized that I had nothing to lose. And so I just said, in quotes, at what point of this date did you want to kiss me? End quotes, with a cheeky smile. Guys in the chat, I know that there is so many things wrong with that. Please give me the number ones. Please give me your best interpretation of what is the number one issue with what he's just said. I know there are a lot. There are a lot, but there are a lot of you in this chat that I know will give different perspectives and probably that will hit on the same line. What is the red flag in having gone through a one-hour date at a bar, completely bombed the masculine to feminine polarity and presence of the conversation between the two? It's been stop-start, shorty, short questions back and forward. There's no chemistry going on. And he, they leave the bar. And at the end, at the end, says to her, at what point of this day did you want to kiss me? With a cheeky smile. Please tell me. Please tell me. Just quickly. It shouldn't take long. Just drop it in. First, we got the first response here saying from a D. Saying, complete misread of the vibe. Yes. Yes, completely. No self-awareness. And not not even just self-awareness, but awareness for... Just awareness. Awareness for how she's feeling. Awareness for where she's at sexually both psychologically and physiologically. Because that's one thing, guys. I have to, we're on a podcast right now, but you have to put yourself in the scenario. You have to put yourself, feel it. Feel yourself walking out of a bar with a girl that for the last hour has been very awkward. Hasn't been a lot of tension here sexually. It's not really going. And then you're walking, he didn't say where they were when he said this, but let's just say, for example, for, for because I've just got to do the best with it. Let's just say you've just walked out of the bar and you'd be walking a few steps and she's kind of like, well, anyways, you know, I'm going to go catch my Uber now. I'm going to go catch, catch a cab. 
whatever. I don't know if she actually said that, but it's that vibe, right? And so she's she's feeling, you know, all cold, awkward, distant about it. And he goes to her, at what point of this date did you want to... Let me get the exact words. At what point of this date did you want to kiss me? So it wasn't even just... At, it wasn't even at what point of this date should I have kissed you? So it wasn't even him admitting that there was a lot of mistakes made here and, you know, just kind of being funny about the fact of, you know, kind of calling out the elephant in the room. It wasn't that at all. It was so uncalibrated to the point where he actually said to her, at what point of this date did you, did you want to kiss me? Please, in the chat, please give me your number ones of why the, just the number one red flag. I know there is a lot. I know there are so many. Like, the, I, I get it. Okay, guys, for the guys, like, wonder. The timing. Obviously, the timing is so far off. A is coming with a misreading of the vibe. Of course, so far off. But there's there's a much bigger one. There's a much bigger thing going on here. Even a paradox comes in saying, why would he say that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know infinite. Oh shit. I know. You're giving me a lot of laughs today, bro. You give me a lot of laughs. I just like the way that you phrase, like you come in, the way that you voice your thoughts. It's it gives me a lot of joy. Kakashi, because amongst all of this darkness, you're bringing a bit of light, so keep at it. Kakashi comes in saying he is wrongly assuming that she wanted to kiss him at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the number one. Like, that's the more specific. That's the apple. The tree was a D saying, misreading of the vibe. The apple, that he assumed that she wanted to kiss him at all. Okay, there's more guys coming up in here. We will go on this. Johnny Nguyen comes in saying, go back up. I had a cheeky answer. Oh, shit. Did I miss it, Johnny? What'd you say, Johnny? Sorry, I'm just trying to find Johnny's answer here. Okay. It looks like it hasn't popped up, Johnny. Because the last thing I can see on my screen is that you said it's genuinely hard work. Yeah, Johnny, this is what happens when there's a lot of people in the chat dropping chats. If Guys, if it looks like I've skipped over what you've said, it's because YouTube's live chat isn't putting it in. Because I... Johnny, the last thing on my screen that you said was in relation to your super chat. Oh, wait. Oh, are you talking about before the Super Chat? Yeah, if you mean before the Super Chat, Johnny said, because I'm realizing there's something I missed there. Johnny said she means you did not see me. Wait, no, hold on. You did not see, speak to, nor acknowledge all night, so no. I don't feel like being your fleshlight or ego boost, end quotes. And that's putting it nicely. Yeah, yeah, so you did not see, speak to, or acknowledge me all night. Johnny, is that what you're talking about? Because that was before your super chat. Unless there was something after your super chat I've missed, it's not there. So please just put it put it down if you think I've missed it. Put it down again and I'll come back to it. But that's that's on point. Ah, yes, he says it was before his super chat. So Johnny come, came in saying that, yeah, in quotes, you did not see, speak to, or acknowledge me all night. So no, I don't feel like being your flashlight or ego boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Well said, <laughs> extremely well said, Jay. Sorry that I missed that. Sorry, sorry. Sometimes I am being 
sometimes though, YouTube, when I go back and I look back, I, when I review these sessions to do the timestamps, sometimes they just don't pop up. That one I genuinely just missed though. That was my bad. Thank you for reminding me, Jay. And that's all you guys got to do. If you think I've missed something important that you said, just let me know. Uh, Louise P is up in here finally. You're late, son. You missed something intense before. You missed one of the most incredible moments in the history of this podcast. Louise comes in saying, what is up, everyone? Just got here. I would say that he was not leading, and I would say that he's probably... I would say that he probably already knew she didn't. So you're saying that you... Which is why he asked. So Louise is trying to say that it's a last-ditch effort. He already probably was thinking that this is not going to happen, so fuck it. And actually, he does say that. in Louise, uh, that's a really good read. That's a very good read, Louise, because he goes on to say... He goes on to say... Hang on, he does confirm this. He said, yeah, because he said that I just said it anyway because I had nothing to lose. So bang on. Yeah, you nailed it, Luis. Luis, Luis, you have to go back and watch this session. I'm going to cut it up into a small clip, but there was a moment where I literally was almost brought to tears because of what happened in this example. You missed the most fundamental part, like the, the key part. If you just, shit, you got to go back and watch this. Um, uh, I'll message you on WhatsApp. I'll give you the time link afterwards if you don't find it. Uh, it'll be in the timestamps anyway for anyone, anyone else watching this in about 24 hours. Okay. Ski then came in to say, I can't even begin to imagine the girl's reaction to this comment. It makes me cringe, unhappy, crying face. Louise P, uh, Ski, yeah. See, then, then goes on to say, it seems like he was blatantly ignoring her vibe and energy the whole date, only thinking about himself. Yeah. Ski's coming there with the reminder that what is, what's, what's going through her experience? What's her experience? Yes. I love that you're thinking about that, Ski. I encourage you guys to keep thinking about that. As much as this guy is imploding and that the that the, this volcano is now sinking into the earth now you know while it erupted before it's now sinking into the earth we must think about the person inside that volcano the two people inside that volcano we've got to think about it. you've got to keep her in mind uh ivan ivan uh, then came on to say he just doesn't see it Unconsciously, unconscious incompetence. Absolutely. Unconscious, unconscious incompetence all the way. He doesn't even know what he doesn't know. And so that's where, as the sun now shines, brings a little light in here, he can't see in the experience the mistakes he's making. And that's why I said before, why I was getting really teary before, was because these mistakes he's making and his mindset around this, the, the sexual transaction mindset of having to get sex from her. No one comes in born with that mentality. That's a conditioned, patterned mentality that he's not aware of, apparently. And if he is, that's even more sadistic. If he, if he is consciously going out there thinking, yeah, no, 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 you guys got it wrong. Adam, you got it wrong. Ski, infinite paradox. Ivan, you got it wrong. I did go out with that mentality. That is my mentality. 
That is why I wanted, I was consciously thinking, how can I get to sex? How can I get sex out of this woman? Well, then that's even more sadistic. I hope it's not. I hope it is what Ivan has positively assumed for him, which is that it is a unconscious incompetence and not a conscious incompetence. I hope that is the case. But I can't rule it out because I don't know. Luis P then came in saying, would Def go back and rewatch? Looking forward to the lessons. Luis, you don't even know. You don't even know. That, that it's, it's like literally next level. It's like Hall of Fame. Cut that clip and show it in high schools. Right? Show it to your son type thing. It's, 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 really, it's, it's really something special. Okay, so my friends, that wraps up section three. We now need to go into section four. Yes, I think that wraps up section three. Let me get some water here. Can we all just take a a deep breath, though? We all need to breathe. Just so you guys are aware, I am fasted. I had a deep sauna before, which means I am actually somewhat mineral depleted, but I'm feeling good. I haven't um, remineralized since that sauna. (sighs) I probably should have for this session. I probably should grab some salt. <clears throat> I can. Okay. So. Section four. So she, after this, did you want to kiss me thing? She had said that she didn't feel the chemistry and it wasn't there. So she said this in the moment. That's brutal. Good. Good girl. I want to meet this girl. I really want to meet this girl. Like I want to not just have a Skype session with her. I want to sit down with her. And I want to unpack play by play what she was feeling. I want to go through every step but particularly this one. Because how good has she been? How good has she been to him? She had the balls and the courage to say to a guy, point blank, I'm not going to kiss you because I'm not feeling it and there's no sexual chemistry. Do you, know, do you know how much confidence that requires from her? Do you know how good that is of her? What are most girls going to do? Most girls are going to just say, uh, mm, no, no, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Anyways, I've got to go. Oh, I'll go, no, 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 not yet. Oh, anyways, I've got to go. You know, they'll, they'll dodge it. They'll just go, ah, oh, you know, no. Nah, mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm going to go. And go, mm, I'm not sure about that. Mm, not sure about that. Got to go. They won't just tell you it's because of this, because there's no sexual chemistry. The fact that she said that in the moment, like, guys, we've got to get into the moment here with it. That makes me want to sit down with her. Like, I want to, I want to know this person. That's good. And he then, with a little saving grace, goes on to say, and looking back, I agree, it literally wasn't. She said we were too different. She's being nice there. It's more than that you're too different. She's being nice there. Okay, he goes on to say, now, granted, she could have been more dominant 
because she's 29 and I'm only 21. But I know if I played my cards right, this would have been my first lay. So Louise, it was that bit right there that sent me into an absolute orbit. That sent me into meltdown, where I was literally just screaming, yelling, lying on the floor, smashing the, the couch, throwing pillows everywhere because of that one thing right there. We've already unpacked that though. So I'm not skipping it because I know you're here in the live sesh. We've already unpacked that. So this is now section four. Uh, uh, T now comes in the chat saying, would love to hear more content from you, Adam, with women and breaking down the female experience in dating. Yeah, yes. T, hopefully you've seen that first podcast on eternal energy with Hannah. I think you have seen it, but if you haven't seen it, that's a really good female expected because I just ask her questions on men's dating and uh, she's awesome. But thank you for sounding that. I'll definitely, uh, I'll bring that up more as well. Ellie and I on our podcast on Telling Energy talk a lot about the female experience in dating. Um, how about this? How about this? Just, this would be a really good moment right now to bring up that part of Ellie. I want you guys to just listen to this. This is a girl out of my podcast. Uh, ignore the beginning part of it. That's not relevant. But it's the part when she starts to talk about men. I just want you to listen to this because this would be really relevant to this story right now. People to see you, see yourself. Don't worry about this bit. If you want other people to love you, love yourself. I always just wait for when she starts talking about men. Wait for somebody to tell you what you most want to hear. Men who are so firm in who they are, men who say what they mean, mean what they say when they fucking show up, when they say that they're going to show up, it's like, it's very sexy. So do we want to open up the... If you might want to go watch that podcast. We, we get quite deep into masculine... We get quite deep into masculine feminine polarity. That's EEP, Eternal Energy Podcast number six, I think. Number five with Ellie Robinson on the Eternal Energy channel. Anyways, so we're going to get into section four here. Thank you for that feedback though, T. Appreciate it. Okay, I've got to get back to this DM. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, stay with me. Okay, so now officially, I've been saying this like three times. Now officially part four. He goes on to say, for context, I'm a virgin. To wrap it up, sure, I am proud I got a date with a girl I'm very attracted to. Red flag. But at the same time, I feel so disappointed that I didn't have an alpha frame. I'm okay with that. Continue. He goes on to say, and that I hadn't, and that I had been confident. I think he means I hadn't. And that I hadn't been confident and more flirty like I was on text. This would have been a lay. Your advice would be greatly appreciated. And I do have some in-game problems with moderate to high levels of social anxiety. Even with just everyday interactions. I day game five days a week and usually get five to 10 approaches. So around 25 to 50 approaches per week. Last thing I wanted to add, this all boils down to is cold approach worth it. If you don't have your life sorted in terms of lack of confidence, even in day to day life, not good friends, social anxiety, normal situations, etc. Section four. 
How many red flags? At least one. There's at least there's at least two. There's one massive one, obviously. But there's a smaller one. So, my friends, up in the chat, class, class. When he says, "Sure, I am proud. I got a date with a girl." Wait, 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 wait. We we made the mistake. I made the mistake that I said I was not going to make, and we've been good throughout this entire podcast. But I just got to track back to section three. I forgot to put in the fix. I, my apologies. We can't just we can't just berate him. We have to give the fix. What was the fix, guys? We went deep on all the mistakes he made about the kiss thing at the end. I just let's tie it up here real quick. What should he have done? What should he have done when the girl wanted to leave after an hour on the date and? And that, uh, and that obviously the connection's not there, the vibe's not there. And instead of saying to her, at what point in this date did you want to kiss me? What should he have done? Now, he did give me extra context, which is going to help with this, is that he said that what part of this date, when he said that that line, and that was a line, by the way, he says that line of what part of this date did you want, uh, did you want to kiss me, was suggested, suggest, suggested, from James Tusk. But obviously, if the sexual, sexual chemistry was built, I just said it anyway because I had nothing to lose. I wanted to experiment with how the girl would react as I was very inexperienced. So, there's a little extra context. What should he have done? What should he have done? Let's just give the fix because I realized that we just absolutely smoked him like, a, uh, like an Atlantic salmon. So, but we didn't give the fix. So, what should he have done? If you're in a position in which that you know the date is not going well, you're fucked up, you're not being present. You're not uh, in the flow of things with her, and obviously, and you know, forget about the sexual chemistry. It's not a question of sexual chemistry. They never had a chance. He never had a chance to see if they actually connected sexually, because of all of the flaws and all the mistakes he's been making this entire way through. So, with that being said, what should he have done instead of the did you throwing out a line? Because in his mind. He's like, I'm so inexperienced. I've got nothing to lose. Let me just grab a line that I heard from some other dating coach known as James Tusk, whoever that is. And I'm just going to say that to her. What should he have done instead? Just, just drop it in. Drop it in. We won't spend too long on this. I just want to get, get some examples and see if you guys are on the money. Because actually, this is a good test for you guys. This is a good test. Like if you have made a tremendous fuck up in a date, what should you do to finish it? Yeah, this is a good question for you guys as well. So I do, I do definitely want to hit this. Kakashi comes in saying, <clears throat> actually, Ski came in saying, actually, more things like that would be awesome in reference to female content. That's good. Thank you, Ski. Thank you. Kakashi then says, he should have been present enough to know that the date was a flop. Yep, absolutely. But what I'm asking is what he tactically should have done. Of course, he needed to be present enough to acknowledge that, okay, this is not working and it's because of me. How do we end it? That's the question I'm asking you guys and the question and what he needs to do moving forward. Because do you guys think that this is a one-off? This is his first ever date, but do you think that it's going to be that much different next week at the week after? Do you think that he's going to just absolutely transform into a completely different person in his next date? No, he needs the fix. It's going to be a process. So yes, he needs the awareness, but what's the tactical thing? How do we end a date that we know we have fucked up throughout the entire thing? T comes in saying, 
I would have just said goodbye and walked away. Maybe one-handed hug. Ski comes in saying, you said it before, call out the elephant in the room. Adi then goes on to say, either just wish her a good night or ask for genuine feedback. Ding, ding, and ding. You're all right. You're all right. You, what? Either way, either way, do you see for the for the guy who's listening to this podcast right now, who's the guy based on this story? Do you see now what you should have done? I haven't even given the answer, but three, four, four separate guys in this chat have now five. Louise has just said, "Let go." Genuinely, be grateful for the experience. Try to understand what he did wrong. Five guys now have now given five different ways of going about ending that date that all are leagues different to what you did and will produce league different results in the positive light. They will all end it on a positive light. What you did though, sunk this volcano deeper into the earth. When T says, I would have just said goodbye and walked away. At the bare minimum, that's what you should have done. At the bare minimum, just said, listen, have a good night. See you later. All right? Just, just end it. When things have gone so bad, just end it. That's at the bare minimum. He did say maybe one-handed hug. I, I probably wouldn't, T. I probably wouldn't. That's you being that's you being a bit too nice. Okay? Uh, Ski then goes on to say, but the first part, absolutely. Ski then, when Ski said... Call out the elephant in the room. Yes. And that actually, Adi has got a bit of that as well. But the calling out of the room, in which that, the elephant in the room, which that you actually, instead of trying to cover this pile of shit with a sprinkling of fairy dust, call the shit out for what it is. If you know you have fucked up on a day, it is to get closure for yourself. It is not a bad idea to for you to walk out of that bar and said, listen, let's call her Jenna. Listen, Jenna, I actually, I just want to say this. I'm really sorry for the way that I've just been for the last hour. Just looking back on it now, I realized that I wasn't as present as I could have been and that I'm not even saying this because I want you to give me a second chance. I'm literally just saying this because it's just a bit of closure and I just want to say that I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do better next time. And I don't, that doesn't mean with you, I don't expect you to come out with me again based on how I was. But with whoever I meet next, uh, thank you for this experience. I'm going to do better next time. Positive. Moving forward. She's going to respect you at least for admitting the fact that you had fucked up instead of for, for pretending that you didn't with this. Did you, at what point in this day did you want to kiss me? Right? Oh, man. So definitely Ski's got in there, call the elephant in the room, call the shit for what it is. And D then goes on to say when he said, either just wish her a good night or ask for genuine feedback. Uh, either Yeah, either or, great. Either or, great. Letting Louise, letting go, generally be grateful. Notice how the great, the gratefulness, the gratitude, it's a key thing here, which you have not seen to have grasped. But how could you? Because you were just trying to get sex. All right? Ski then comes in saying, and so now, <laughs> could not laugh. And it's over now, absolutely. And it's over now. Just let it go. That's a reference to a few a few back. Axel, who I've never seen in this chat, comes in saying, "Ha! Huh, so this is how you handle in quotes bad dates." In quotes. Thank you for the information. No worries, Axel. Thank you for being here. 
T comes in saying, hmm, that's powerful, calling it out in the moment. Yeah, yeah, call it out. Like when, when a girl is, um, when you're in a sexual intimate play with a girl and she's just starting to loosen up for the first time and she's very tense, you don't need to necessarily call out that elephant immediately until the elephant gets so big that it no longer fits in the room. That's the that's the differentiation. Because you guys might now be thinking, hmm, this sounds like a powerful tactic. Do I always need to do this? Only when the elephant no longer fits the room. If at the beginning of this day, if this guy had only made small mistakes, just a little unpresent, just a little uh, gamey about things, but the elephant was only just a small elephant in the room. Well, he doesn't necessarily need to go to the extent of what I said before, of saying, listen, I just need to say this. I'm sorry for the way I've been. Uh, I'm grateful for the experience, et cetera, et cetera. Not the thing I just went, because the elephant wasn't that big. It needs to be proportionate to the elephant, to the to which, to how you end the date. Or as I said before, if you're with a girl and she's very tense, you don't need to say to her uh, immediately, listen, girl, I think you're real tense right now. Like calling it out that brutally, give her time, give her an hour, see how the elephant grows. Because with time, a lot of the time, the elephant actually gets smaller and you realize you didn't need to call her out that big. So just to the extent of how brutally direct about calling out the situation you need to be, it is proportionate to the size of the elephant itself. That was how, that's how you're going to gauge how, how uh, extreme I need to be of it. Make sense? Kakashi then goes in saying, this is off topic at T. I swear I remember Adam mentioning you in previous sessions. Yeah, T's a regular. T's a regular to uh, Kakashi. He's here in almost every session, basically. Always coming in with really good uh, questions and a lot of good super chats. Okay, so you've all fucking nailed it. I realized that we skipped this and that was the mistake I did not want to make in this podcast. We are going to, as I said, analyze, go down, dive to the depths of the darkness, and but we must bring it up and bring it and set it free into the light. Set it free into the sky. That was my mistake that we didn't do it. We didn't, well, we didn't, we brought the darkness up. We just didn't set it free. Now we set it free. So now he knows. Okay, if I fuck up, call it out. At least be grateful for the experience. Say thank you. Say I'm sorry, depending on the size of the elephant. In this case, it was a gigantic elephant. So he needs to go the whole way. Let it go past that point. Good lads. Good. Section four. Section four. That's what we're actually at. Sorry, guys. I realized that we had to go back to section three there. So, section four. Please, now, guys, dial in for me. When he says, to wrap it up, sure, I am proud. I got a date with a girl I'm very attracted to. There's a huge red flag right there. What is it? What's the mistake he's made in his thinking there? He goes on to say, but at the same time, I feel so disappointed that I didn't have an alpha frame. That's not, that's not a red flag to me. I like that. It's one of the only parts of his message that I actually like because he's actually being self-aware. He's actually acknowledging that he didn't have an alpha frame. Now, the way he's calling it an alpha frame, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so enthused with that, but, but that's the one part of this message that I can say that I'm not actually detested by, right? But there's a red flag when he says, sure, I'm proud I got a date with a girl I'm attracted to. What's the mass? That, that's actually now that I say it again, when you think about the entire scenario, when you think about him being a virgin, when you think about him being his first ever date, 
His first ever day, ever. And first ever day from court approach. Why is that such a huge red flag? I'm proud that I got a day with a girl that I'm very attracted to. Why is that such a huge red flag? Think about mindset. Think about 10-year mindset. Okay? A D comes in saying, uh, in quotes, got a date. Correct? However, what about that? So we'll park it there. We'll park it there because otherwise uh, there's too many red flags. So why is that such a red flag for an absolute beginner who's on his first ever date that absolutely bombed, absolutely caved this interaction to then walk away from that interaction saying, sure, I am proud that I got a date with a girl that I'm very attracted to. There's actually several red flags now that you really dive into it. But there's one big one. It's about the journey. The major red flag here is about the journey. This is smaller red flags in terms of, you know, the got a date. Okay, we've got, yeah. Just, I want to see if you guys can hit, on, hit the nail on the head here. Infinite Paradox comes in saying, he needs to let go of the alpha thing, lol. Worrying too much on it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Great on that. Uh, Ivan comes in saying, because that's going to be the point of further reference. Could you be a bit more specific about that, Ivan? I think I know what you're saying, but if you could be a bit more specific. When Ivan says, because, you know, the fact that he said to himself, at least I got, just the fact that I got on a date with a girl that I'm very attracted to and I'm proud of that, and Ivan's saying, well, that's a big issue because that's going to be the point of further reference. So are you trying to say, Ivan, that's what he's always going to be focusing on? Just the fact that he got on a date and just the fact that he got, on, got out of a girl that he's attracted to? Is that what you're trying to say? And that's why it's an issue? Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, that guide to meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast. Uh, donation link all of that's tremendously appreciated and i'd also love your feedback on this session whether you want to actually i'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual youtube videos itself if you go into youtube drop your comments there that's probably the best way it really just helps support the channel and i always uh, i actually source the next episodes of social q a from the previous episodes of q a i often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there so if you got a suggestion for a future social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here, and that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.